new Kia Sorento, just released of course with 500 kilos less towing capacity than originally touted. It's become the wonder bra tow capacity reveal of 2020, when you think about it. But pleased to see me, I mean, not so much this time around. So, let us unclasp this support and capacity conundrum and dive face first into towing with the latest Sorento and perhaps even uncover exactly what went wrong. I'm John Cadogan from autoexpert.com.au and I get new cars cheap for buyers here in Australia. Hit me up on the website. Okay, so I mentioned this in my full Sorento Buyer's Guide and review on Monday. Storm in a D cup. (laughs) Kia quietly touted a two and a half ton tow capacity for this vehicle as early as January this year. And a lot of people waited a lot of months, specifically for that. The vehicle was promised in June, okay? It finally arrived in September, COVID-19, blah, blah, blah. Been there, done that, got the friggin' t-shirt. Unfortunately, the wonder bra effect here proved something of a letdown, and the vehicle lost a complete cup size, lobbing with a 2,000 kilo tow limit and not the anticipated two and a half. Hate it when that happens. And many of you, presumably those among you who were waiting for the metaphoric double Ds to be unleashed, have since reached out to me somewhat deflated. I am reading some comments that the tow capacity is in fact going to be only two tons. Even the spec sheet on the Kia AU website lists tow capacity as 2,000 kilos. Can you confirm what the truth is? It would be a deal breaker for me as I tow a horse float that is just over two tons fully loaded. Thanks. Adding fuel to the fire of tow capacity confusion slash conspiracy was this, which was mentioned rather a lot in comments and emails I received. I was interested to see that in Schittsville the braked towing limit is 2,000 kilos, whereas in Sheep Shagistan and Brexit Potemia the 2.2 diesel is rated at 2,500 kilos. I rang Kia and they couldn't explain it. Maybe it does relate to different towball designs in the various countries as the weights otherwise seem to be the same. Shame though, I took the GT line for a short test drive and was very impressed. It looks great too. The core allegation here is of course quite true. The Sheep Shagastani Kia website does in fact list the Kiwi tow capacity for Sorento at 2.5 tonnes, both in the online specs and the downloadable PDF brochure. And let me assure you, okay, I am absolutely not some kind of self-appointed Kia apologist on this. This is a proper egg-on-face event for them, kind of like magic. That disappearing 500 kilos, how did they do it? I'm sure they had meetings about it. I'm further sure they wished at this point that they had just shut up about all of this at the outset, because with no preemptive commentary, there's kind of no vector for public disappointment. Perhaps this is a lesson for the future. Anyway, I just want to lay out how this happened in this report and what gives, literally, and then we're going to crunch the numbers on what you can tow with the new Sorento and how much payload you can actually carry in the vehicle when it is loaded to its maximum tow capacity. 
Upfront though, this vehicle still represents a substantial tow capacity upgrade in real terms. And it's currently up there with equal class leaders in this category. So hardly a disgrace in context. Sorento is not trying to be a Pajero sport in terms of heavy lifting. The two tons carries over from the old model, okay, but the tow ball download on new Sorento has increased from 100 kilos in the old one to 200 kilos on this one. And in practice, this makes achieving two tons easier because it can be quite difficult, in fact, to limit the tow ball to just 5% of aggregate trailer mass on some Schittsville spec trailers. Typically, these are designed to deliver 10% on the tow ball. So, a vehicle with a 2 tonne tow capacity but a 100 kilo tow ball limit is not all that practical for towing 2 tonnes, generally. Also worth acknowledging here, okay, Mazda CX-8 and CX-9 both offer 2,000 kilos of tow capacity with 150 kilos on the tow ball but both of them have a space saver spare tire, which is a comprehensive pain in the ass for heavy towing. Kluger has a full-size spare and 2,000 kilos of max tow capacity, but Toyota does not list tow ball download limit in its specs. And Santa Fe, that would be the 2019 and 2020 current spec Santa Fe, in other words, has 2,000 kilos of maximum tow capacity, a full-size spare, that's all good, but out of the box, it only offers 100 kilos on the tow ball. You can upgrade that to 150 if you fit a thing called the Genuine Load Assist Kit, which is a replacement set of rear springs, basically, variable rate rear springs. I fitted that on my Santa Fe and I did a 2000 kilo tow test with that and it all worked just fine. In fact, it towed brilliantly. But again, you need to work somewhat hard to tweak the tow ball download to achieve not more than 7.5% of ATM on the ball. The highly aspirational Mercedes GLE, the three-pronged suppository, which I mentioned in Monday's Sorrento report, has 2.7 tonnes of tow capacity. But the tow ball download limit there is 216 kilos, which is 8%. And it has a space saver, which is a flat out disaster for towing a 2.7 ton trailer, if you get a flat. And it's not really a competitor either, let's not forget, given the price. So big fat Merc aside, and it is double the price, new Sorento is on top with these notionally soft sort of SUVs, the seven seat ones, because it offers 10% download and a full-sized spare, okay? Interestingly, the Mitsubishi Outlander diesel, which is flat out as old as the hills now and not nearly the vehicle the new Sorento is, well, it also offers 2,000 kilos and 10% download out of the box plus a full-size spare. And it's 13 grand cheaper. So I think we found the budget two-ton tow platform in this softer seven-seat SUV segment. If you're on a budget and you need to tow two tons, Outlander is still a winner. I'm convinced the Sorento's powertrain and the platform can handle two and a half tons, and the limiting factor here is the design of the tow bar. And that's Kia's explanation to me, and it is implicitly credible. 
Plus, I've never actually caught them committing an act of aggravated bullshit against a question that I have posed to them. So I've got to give them some benefit of the doubt there. I think they're telling me the truth. So let us talk about how this works, okay? Because it's quite interesting and it gives you some backstory for context. All car makers have product planning teams locally in the various markets. Kia has one here in Shitsville, and they're the dudes who go between marketing, which basically tells them what specs they want in order to sell the most cars, and the factory who say, yeah, you can have that and here's what it costs, or nah, you can't have that. This is a sort of combat sport in effect, like polite MMA, right? If you're in product planning, you're in the middle between these two camps. You are always thus bilaterally unpopular if you exist in product planning. It's kind of like being a journalist in that respect. Hated equally by the factory and the marketing department if you are doing your job right. Anywho, one of product planning's roles is validation of accessories like tow bars, for example. They have a test protocol where they put the tow bar through hell on earth, and product planning has to sign off on the maximum load the tow bar can endure in the most severe circumstances, right? This is pretty serious stuff, actually, because if they get that wrong, people get injured, and there's a lawsuit, and if they're too conservative, they just don't sell enough cars and their products are uncompetitive. So they do that validation process here. They're hoping for two and a half thousand kilos, but the dude who gets to put his head in the noose over this is only prepared to sign off on 2,000 kilos based on the results of that validation test. And remember, this is a public safety issue. So the options are design a new tow bar at whatever cost with a whole new series of validation tests or just live with 2,000 kilos. And the result, right, you get hated by either marketing or the bean counters or both. They've probably done some sort of internal calculation on this too, right? Like, what's the cost of a new tow bar design versus how many sales are we actually going to lose if we wonder bra the shit out of this and get to 2,000? This is, of course, not entirely helpful to the dude who had that horse float earlier at just over two tonnes, because... Hey, he needs what he needs, yeah? Currently, you've got to step up to a vehicle like a Pajero Sport to tow something like that, and Pajero Sport's a converted Triton ute, basically. So body on frame, a little bit agricultural if you're just driving the kids to school or going for a trip on the highway. But good for off-roading and heavy towing, okay? Just so you can appreciate engineering validation and what it actually is, okay? This thing here, this is a 4.7 tonne bow shackle. You've probably seen one of these. You certainly have seen one of these if you do four-wheel driving because it is commonly used in four-wheel drive recovery operations. But it's really designed for heavy lifting, like cranes and stuff in industry, proper lifting where you can't kill people by dropping heavy things on them. I actually worked in factories like these for three years when I was training as an engineer, and we did proper Meccano, you know. We pulled locomotives apart and put them back together again, which is awesome fun, but also quite time-consuming. 
big cranes overhead, you know, carrying giant V16 diesel engines or giant bogies with traction motors attached. Very important to get lifting that stuff right. <laughs> Dropping that stuff, really not an option. <laughs> I think you'd agree. So we'll just put that there. Hopefully it'll stay. Or... Yes! Working load limit of this baby, a three-quarter inch shackle like that, says it on the side, 4.7 tonnes, okay? Working load limit. They used to call that the safe working load, but that kind of fell out of favour because people always decided it was kind of okay to be just a little bit unsafe. Anyway, if you break one of these babies on a test rig, and I have broken a shit tonne of these in this way in a destructive testing laboratory, which is quite exciting. They actually break at about 30-something tonnes of load, typically 35, 36, something like that. And typically what happens is the pin fails, right? The pin fails right down here at the root of the thread. That's the weak point. It's sort of a, a stress concentrator. Please stay. Okay. The pro tip there, okay, if you're breaking one of those things, do not get in its way when it lets go because, hey, F equals MA. That's bad. All engineering validation is like that shackle, philosophically. Breaks at X, therefore, okay to use up to a limit of Y where Y is substantially less than X. And tow capacity is like that. Maybe not as protracted as that. Maybe the factor of safety is not 15 times or something or 10 times, whatever. But it has to be like that if you want to avoid carnage. There has to be a margin of safety. And it has to be so conservative. So with the tow thing, you really have to validate for the worst two-ton trailer on the worst road i.e. the road that delivers really bad dynamic inputs, right? And the biggest conceivable dickhead behind the wheel. <laughs> That's really saying something. Hashtag Straya, yes. I'd suggest you can account for the disparity between the sheep shaggers and us on Sorrento tow capacity in two ways. Different teams did the validation and they had different worst case scenario severe towing conditions to validate for. See, here in Shitsville, you could conceivably buy a brand new Sorrento and hook up a two-ton camper trailer to your fine new vehicle in Carnarvon in WA and drive right across the country through all those busted-ass desert flats and all... Smelling that dingo piss, yes, from west to east, all the way, gun barrel highway, etc. And if you do it conservatively, you might actually make it to Byron Bay. So the westernmost point at Steep Point, all the way out there to Byron Bay, Cape Byron. <laughs> it's about 4,000 kilometres. I did that, the west to east drive, in a Holden Adventurer glorified all-wheel drive Holden Commodore wagon. About 15 years ago, it was a feature in Wheels magazine. Anyway, we didn't tow anything, but I'd have to say, pretty damn easy to break the car if you're not real careful on some of those scoured outback roads. There's no sustained severe driving like that in Unzud, so different worst-case roads to validate for. In Europe, as I understand it, a lot of towing is restricted to like 80 k's an hour, not the 110 we do here on freeways. And of course, dynamic loads are 
ballpark doubled at 110 compared with about 80. So there's that to compensate for as well. You know, different rules for different markets. Therefore, different severity. If you tow two tons with a Sorrento and 200 kilos on the tow ball, that 200 is going to be part of the Sorrento's payload because that's how this works. Maximum loaded weight for Sorrento is 2,610 kilos. That would be the GVM. And empty, it weighs 1,908. This is for the diesel, right? Which is the only one you would tow a heavy thing with. The V6 would be fine for your box trailer to Bunnings or something, but heavy stuff, diesel, all-wheel drive, all the way. So, if we allow 45 kilos for fuel and 35 kilos for the tow bar, which you have to fit to tow something, and 200 kilos on the tow ball imposed by the trailer, there's 422 kilos of remaining payload capacity for the vehicle. A family of five going on holiday, perhaps at about 60 kilos each on average, like three kids and two grown-ups, that's still 120 kilos of luggage and whatever else remaining with those five people aboard. So that's practical and doable. It's completely the opposite of towing three and a half tons with a 4x4 ute, for example, where the payload capacity is severely constrained to the point of friggin' absurdity. I'm not really a fan of towing a trailer heavier than the vehicle. It's a bad idea because the tail can easily wag the dog here. And with the wrong feedback effects, which happens all the time, it can push you off the road or into oncoming traffic at highway speeds. Beyond a certain incipient point in these dynamic stability failures, there's absolutely nothing you can do to get out of it when it happens to you. Everything feels quite okay and then you're travelling sideways and being overtaken by the trailer and rolling over. That's bad. So in that sense, I am kind of relieved the Sorrento tow capacity remains at 2,000 kilos. That's going to save a bunch of dickheads from themselves, allowing them to pass their genes on to the next generation and keep this country the shining beacon of sheer bogan excellence that we have come to expect. Yes. 2020 has been quite the challenge, hasn't it? You know, if things are rough for you, why don't you grab yourself a can of my finest 2020 FO lubricant? Just follow the instructions on the bottle. Apply once a day for optimal results or as recommended by your physician. It's part of my ODFO collection, which I'll be releasing in due course. It's great hairspray too, although... The fuck would I know about that? As your next prime mincer, though, I do implore you, take ten minutes from your busy schedule, allegedly working from home today, to make Australia less shit. Your can of 2020 FO might enjoy some utility there. Now look, if you were hanging out for that two and a half tonne tow capacity, hoping it would be stacked as teased and you've been gutted by Kia Schittsville's wonder bra tow capacity reveal. Wait for the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and Palisade, which are both due in November. Same sort of platform and powertrain, so fundamentally compatible with more than two tonnes of towing, potentially. Palisade, as I understand it, tows 5,000 pounds in America, which is 2.27 Schittsvillian tonnes, if memory serves. However, 
Also, if memory serves, Trump's spec palisade has a space saver. Damn it. But new Santa Fe is platform shared with new Sorrento, so you can expect a full-sized spare tyre there and a 200 kilo download, I guess. Ultimately, the tow capacity for new Santa Fe is going to hinge on tow bar design, plus, of course, how far the Hyundai validation team is prepared to stick its neck out into that noose. Meaning, how hard they want to be hated internally, right? Shredinger's cat will emerge from the bag on that, alive or dead, but probably not both, when the waveform ultimately collapses in November. I don't know about you, but... I'm looking forward to that.